Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Hosanna. Glory to God and a happy Palm Sunday. Pastor Margaret and I are joined by uh, Kathy Kipps today. Kathy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying this warm spring weather today. Amen. I think we can uh, all agree with that. And uh, it's just a great time of year in the church and also with the weather and the seasons. Kathy is here today and she's here to share her testimony and a little bit about the organization that she's a part of and that God is using her and her husband in. Uh, Kathy, just start out uh, telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Sure. I'm native to the area, although I was born in North Carolina, so I'm a True Blue Tar Heel fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to think about my sweet mama growing up that she always loved the Lord, and my dad worked, and we didn't go to church a lot. But I know she gave me that foundation that always showed me Jesus in my life. So I'm grateful for a mama who loved the Lord. Mm-hmm. So where did you all grow up? Going uh, to church regularly, obviously. Your mom loved the Lord. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, back in those days, uh, my mom didn't drive. And mm-hmm. my dad, with him working and not being home, we didn't get to go to church a lot. But between my mother and um a faithful pastor of the church that she belonged to. And then I loved weekday religious education. Mm. And I'm sorry that's not a big deal like it was when I was a little girl. I recently found some of those books that I had where where we colored in when we went to church. And I remember being really happy on the Sundays I could mark that I'd been in church. But I learned a good foundation in weekday religious Mm. education. You know, it's wonderful, Kathy, to be able to look back and see um, where our family, um, whoever it was in our family, took us. And even in the family of God, like the pastor that, Mm -hmm. you know, looked out for you and then uh, weekday religious education. And just to see where God brought people in to begin Mm -hmm. to build a foundation, Mm -hmm. um, which you would later, you know, would become, they were building blocks to who you have become. And with all of us, uh, if we were fortunate enough to have people in our life that took us to church like you and I did, we have that foundation to build on, which really becomes a building block. It's kind of someone else's faith. You were riding on the faith Mm -hmm. of other people, Mm -hmm. right? And that's a good thing. But at some point in our life, that faith has to become our own. It has to be a time when we really begin to find our foundation in Christ, not through someone else, but in a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I can certainly relate. At 16, I was at a youth conference, Mm -hmm. and I actually went forward and received Jesus. Mm -hmm. But there was so much of the love not being displayed in my family Mm -hmm. and dysfunction. We all have dysfunction to a degree in our homes, but uh, I don't want to elaborate too much, but I just didn't know that love in a way mm-hmm. that that I could allow Jesus in to love me mm-hmm. the way he wanted to. Right. So it was a number of years before I had a real crisis, mm. and I knew Jesus was wooing me. Wow. And when I sought him, he was there mm-hmm. for me. And I began to learn what love meant with people he brought into my life that loved me well. And I had two little boys at that point mm-hmm. that, um, I began to get this concept of love. And when 
I fell in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's been a journey ever since of me following my Jesus. He's done so much for me. Mm-hmm. He's changed my life. And Amen. it's out of gratitude that I serve him. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And there's deep places that that gratitude comes from yes. that I'm sure that we're not going to go mm-hmm. today. But um, just looking in your eyes today, I see um, the gratitude. And I mm-hmm. see in your life um, how you... Give of yourself to people that uh, may be in hard places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he comes and takes up residence in low class housing, is what I say about me, you know, (laughs) and we can begin to um, see ourselves as someone that is loved and created with purpose, it changes everything. I believe one of the best ways we can lead our lives is to love well. Mm-hmm. And that, that's sort of my motto. And when I can love on people that come to greater hope and see them getting set free from addictions, from relational things, from all the very many aspects of, of what we carry around in life and how Jesus wants to love them well, mm-hmm. wants them to learn to receive his love, that's the very essence mm-hmm. of who being a Christian is and yeah. serving Christ. Yeah, we're to be vessels, right? Oh, absolutely. A conduit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The love is supposed to flow through us. We don't just receive the love of God, the love of Jesus, and then keep it all to ourselves. We are to be a vessel of hope to others. I see you. We are his body, his hands, and his feet. Amen. 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 So, Kathy, uh, just in hearing you talk, and uh, I was when you were talking about showing the love of Christ to others around us and being Jesus to others, I was thinking about something that uh, Brian Charette that attends our church recently showed a video clip when he was preaching on Sunday morning, um, filling in for Pastor Adrian. It was a, a story, a news story about a four-year-old boy, and he was wanted all his allowance to go to money to give for sandwiches for homeless people and he would say when he would give the sandwiches don't forget to show love don't forget to show love and so that just that image popped in my head when you were talking about that and certainly uh god calls us to show love even to the least of these Mm -hmm. as it says in the bible so uh just maybe what is your do you feel is your greatest purpose in life that god has given you and uh, certainly he's given you a heart for the broken I'll go back to love well. I, I've thought about that before we prepared today, that if I can love others well, I can best represent Christ and live out my faith and touch other people's lives. And that's what life is really all about to me. Yeah. And, Kathy, you know, we read in Scripture that the greatest commandment mm-hmm. is to love the Lord your God mm-hmm. with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength mm-hmm. and your neighbor as yourself. And it's important that we know who God is, but it's also important that we understand that we're to love our neighbor as ourself. Talk to me a little bit about that um, in your journey of accepting God's love for you so that you could love those around you. What's interesting is as I ponder the people I've met in ministry, and you know, if we're honest, there are some people that we just don't think we're going to like them up front. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe, yeah. maybe it's that load they're carrying around and they're walled up and they don't want us to know them but you know after you get to know a person and hear their story suddenly you see them in a different light and that enables us to begin to love them as Christ commands Mm -hmm. so it's he loves everyone 
Mm-hmm. He loves them, and we, that's our tough commandment. Mm-hmm. But if we can get that... Mm-hmm. We tend to put barrier labels on people. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the enemy comes in and puts some jaded glasses on mm-hmm. us or some rose-colored mm-hmm. glass. We see things not quite as they are. And so it's allowing the Lord to give us eyes for the broken. And uh, recently we had a women's conference here at the church, and one of the speakers said, how different would the world be if when we see someone that's different from us, that we don't understand them as a person, if we could say, I love you, before we ever respond, have any interaction with them. When we look at someone, and she said, now don't say it out loud to them because, you know, they're going to think you're weird. But if in our consciousness we can say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that, and it changes everything Mm -hmm. because that's what Jesus did for us in our unlovable state. And even now, some days when we don't feel very lovable, he still says, I love you. And you mentioned greater hope. And so some folks listening today might not know what that is, and it's too important of a thing for us to go too much further until um, we just ask you to share a little bit about God giving you that love for others and how that has brought you to where you are today with Greater Hope Ministry. Sure. As I began to grow in my own life and serving the Lord and having a heart to be used, um, he often would have me in places of ministering to other people. Mm-hmm. And little did I know over the years that he was preparing me to lead the ministry of Greater Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greater Hope is a local nonprofit that ministers to people who are relationally and sexually broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of what we are seeing come through our doors at Greater Hope today are particularly men mm-hmm. uh, involved in pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, we have wives who are not understanding, who need help as well in that world. A lot of brokenness with women, um, relationally, women Mm -hmm. are so relational. Mm -hmm. I love working with women for that reason. Um, That's been my whole area of healing Mm -hmm. in the relational area. So what better person for God to raise up? And and my husband came along a few years after I began at Greater Hope, and he's now the men's ministry director. And something that he says that ties in with the love that we were talking about earlier is is that he tells the men, I find no fault in you. Mm. And... Wow, I, my husband really means that, mm. and that's that's the parallel of saying, "I love you, mm-hmm. I accept you," mm-hmm. and don't we all need that? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's why we find ourselves in those places to start with. Um, mm-hmm. It's all surrounded. Um, it's an identity crisis. And today's world is so different than when you or I grew up, mm-hmm. and uh, the billboards and the TV, the the phones, it's tough. Yes. It's tough not to look at the images, not to look at what's out there today. And so we're finding a greater need at Greater Hope mm-hmm. for people who are needing help through our ministry. Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, we're not going to share any stories from Greater Hope today, but are people finding hope there? Are you seeing I wouldn't. St- we wouldn't still be there <laughs> if we didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's 
the whole heartbeat mm-hmm. and for us in ministry and you understand as well to see people get free to get healed to find hope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to find light in their eyes to see light in their eyes yes. to see the lights come on to see then begin to get it and to begin to live out. It that makes hope. all the ministry worthwhile. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kathy, you've been talking about Greater Hope and the ministry. Maybe give us a little background of how long have you been with Greater Hope and maybe how you got started in getting involved with that, if you'd like to share. This is certainly a God story. I've been with Greater Hope about 11 and a half years now. I had a career in, in another area and I was praying to God one day I said God I don't think you want me here anymore and I sure would like to work in ministry I, I do so much and I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say you remember that newsletter you'd gotten from Greater Hope they were looking for someone to work in the office there I went and found the newsletter and called the director and we set up an interview and we both knew it was the Lord and he hired me and two weeks later he told me he was stepping down so, <laughs> so the rest is history wow well, God does uh, give us divine appointments. He and, does indeed. And direct us. There's no doubt about that. Uh, that's a neat story to hear, Kathy. Uh, thanks for sharing. And it's neat how God works in mysterious ways. We might wonder what God has for us, uh, but we just have to trust him and do the next thing. And he'll lead us step by step. So thanks for sharing. That's right. Um, Stormy O'Martian wrote a book one time. It was called Just Enough Light for the Step I'm On. And that is so true in ministry, um, in life um, as a believer. Uh, he doesn't give us the whole picture, but he gives us enough. And he is certainly faithful to lead and guide us as we seek him. Kathy, we've been talking about Greater Hope and the ministry of Greater Hope. And you guys have a banquet coming up here in less than a month. So tell us about your banquet. It'll actually be here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene, but just tell us anything you want to share about that, the date, the details, who's coming to speak and share at the banquet. Sure. We're excited. Once again, we've brought in uh, some speakers that we trust everyone will want to come hear them share. It's Aaron and Amanda Crabb. Aaron Crabb was a part of the singing Crabb family that many people are probably aware of. And now he and his wife, Amanda, sing together, and they pastor a church near Nashville. Um, she has a story of her, her own life. I won't tell too much. You need to come hear her share. But she uh, had some things that were revealed when she and Aaron were married that uh, she had buried from her childhood. And Aaron stood by her as they worked through all this woundedness. And so she has a story that I'm sure you'll want to hear. Our banquet is on Tuesday, May the 7th. Uh, Silent auction is at 5.30, which is becoming quite the popular item. And then at 6.30 is our dinner, our banquet. Uh, There's no charge. There will be a free will offering at the end of the evening. But it's going to be an evening that God will be glorified. And we welcome uh, anyone that wants to attend. You may call our office at uh, 540 Five seven four four one eight nine, or email me at kkips at greaterhope dot org to let us know that you want to attend or host a table or even be available to volunteer to help with this event. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful to partner with uh, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. We feel like um, Pastor Carrie did uh, such an excellent job 
of incorporating our ministry here with the church. And so we're delighted to be back here at this location again this year for our fundraising banquet. Well, Kathy, thank you for sharing that. And I remember something that Dad always said about Greater Hope. He was on the board Mm -hmm. a couple years with you guys, and he always said that uh, Greater Hope was a frontline ministry on the front lines, really where the battle is, the Mm -hmm. spiritual warfare has taken place in people's lives. And so uh, thank you for the ministry that you guys do at Greater Hope. And I, I know a lot of people are getting healing just from what you have shared from the ministry. Yeah, I was at the banquet last year, and wow, that was a wonderful banquet. Um, The stories of redemption, um, I was so moved um, by the stories of those that um, have found healing, and our speaker was awesome last year, and it sounds like um, we're going to have another awesome dynamic duo this year, um, a husband and wife that can bring music Yes. And a message. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always powerful when that can be intertwined by the same people. So that will be great. I'm now a part of the Greater Thank Hope you, Board. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying that. Um, it is a frontline ministry, as Grayson has mentioned. And, you know, when we're on the front lines of ministry, uh, there's something that happens. Uh, and it's not fun. But there's a battle. If you're on a front line, you know that you are facing battle. It's a spiritual battle. And uh, in a ministry that is so important, um, tackling the hard uh, topics of pornography, um, sexual brokenness, uh, relational brokenness, all the things that mean so much to Jesus. You know, I think of him as he walked this earth, And he interacted, he engaged the broken. Mm -hmm. You know, Brian Charette, we mentioned earlier, shared a message. And he shared about the woman at the well and how Jesus engaged the woman at the well. You know, the disciples all had to go to town to get food. And it's like, I don't think he really wanted anybody around for that engagement because of so many barriers between he um, and a Samaritan woman Mm -hmm. as the religious the Jewish culture would have looked at him and went what are you doing because you're breaking a few Mm -hmm. laws to do this and man what a blessing and an honor to be on the front lines but what a hard place and um, it's a spiritual battle and unfortunately when attacks come on us. Uh, it's not usually between us and a cashier at a store, or it's a little closer. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like for you? And that's a really personal question mm-hmm. that I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like at Greater Hope uh, for you personally? Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about the front line? Ruth Graham said something that I don't think I'll ever forget. That, uh, I quote her last year. She said, you know you're right in the enemy's camp with what mm. you do at Greater Hope. Mm. The family unit is where the enemy is hitting the hardest today. He wants to break mm-hmm. down the family. So, of course, this pornography, all this sexual brokenness, that's the enemy coming in to kill, steal, destroy, and take away. And unfortunately, I have a son who... I trust is going to arrive very soon. But the enemy has certainly used his life to try to bring us down. Mm. 
and we had yet another crisis just recently. But you know, Jesus showed me something so beautifully. As this turns me to him, mm-hmm. you know, anytime we're in crisis, that's when, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it takes crisis sometimes. But then I believe that's where we get centered again. I've been spending so much sweet time with Jesus and just in my praise and worship and prayer. But being a leader, we often feel like we just have to be strong and not yeah. let things bother us or get to us. And it does, if we're honest. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about Jesus and with Easter coming up. And how when he was in the garden, he literally had to ask his father, if it's your will, will you take this from mm-hmm. me? Jesus grieved. Yes. Jesus grieved in his humanness, just like we are humans. We are allowed to grieve, and yes. we need to process through those steps in mm-hmm. grieving. And that was just a gold nugget that he gave me, that it was okay for me to grieve. Mm-hmm. And it's freeing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just... To think about Jesus in the garden, there was purpose in Jesus mm-hmm. coming to earth. There was mm-hmm. huge purpose. And you're right. He had moments where he he went to the disciples three times mm-hmm. asking them, you know, would you pray with me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes ministry feels very lonely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we may feel let down by those around us. Sure. But it's just what you said. We have to turn to Jesus, and he's always going to be there. And one thing I'm learning more and more is when I'm up against something, I need to look at Scripture and see how did Jesus deal with this. Mm -hmm. And recently I was in a conversation with a group of folks, and someone in the group said, you know, I don't know how to surrender. I don't know how to surrender this. Like, how do you surrender hurt? And I said, let's look at what Jesus did. And when we can do that, it puts us right back in his arms. Hmm. Jesus modeled everything we need. Yes. He He always would disappear with the Father. He'd go Mm -hmm. spend time, quality time, getting strengthened. Don't we all need to do that? And you know, when he was tempted by the enemy, there were two things that the enemy was trying to do to him to make him doubt, and this is in Matthew 4, where the enemy wanted Jesus to doubt his identity, that he was. He said, Jesus came and said, this is my son who I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. He wanted him to doubt that, and his identity and his mission. That's what it was all about, and we have to understand that we're going to be, the enemies will come at us and make us doubt those two things our identity in Christ, and our mission on this earth. And you said recently, you know, you had one of those moments where it was tough, someone that you love dearly, and it makes you begin to wonder, well, am I qualified for Mm -hmm. ministry? Doesn't it? It sure does. But you Mm -hmm. know what? If we can turn to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, we don't have to be in a leader in ministry. This is for anybody listening today. The enemy wants us to doubt two things, my identity as a believer, or that Jesus would ever love me. So we've never asked Jesus in. And if we are a believer, he wants us to doubt our mission here. So, of course, the first step is to just invite Jesus into our heart and say a prayer that I want you to be my Savior. I want to spend eternity with you. A simple little prayer to accept Jesus. Then comes that process of growing, and the enemy doesn't want us to believe 
all that Jesus has accomplished for mm-hmm. us. One of the sweetest ways to find Jesus is to think of him in the Garden of Gethsemane where he was at the rock. He was on mm. his knees. He was on his knees before the Father, just mm. totally broken himself mm-hmm. at that point, knowing what he was, he was going to carry the sins of the world on that, mm. take them mm. upon himself on the cross. Mm. And none of us have to do what Jesus did for Amen. us because he loves us so much. You know, scripture tells us that he sweat, there was blood in his sweat. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a little bit of study on that. And you can actually even go to WebMD and they talk about Jesus mm-hmm. on WebMD. <laughs> Is that amazing? That's awesome. <laughs> and it's actually a medical thing. Mm-hmm. They don't know enough because it hasn't happened to enough people mm-hmm. to really have a lot of um, information about it. But it happens at a place, obviously, of anxiety and fright or flight. Mm-hmm. They know that much. Mm-hmm. And to think about Jesus being in that type of anxiety for you and for me and for everyone listening. We cannot doubt that the enemy is not going to come at us that way. And we don't go through anything that Jesus didn't already go Mm, through. He understands. Amen. Kathy, yes, certainly Jesus knows what we went through. And this is a great time of year to remember that. You know, this is Palm Sunday and we're heading into Passion Week and his suffering on the cross and the beating that he took for all of our sins. Mm. And it's just overwhelming to think how great the Father loved us to send his one and only Son to die on the cross for our sins so that we might be saved. And Dad always says that if we were the only ones, he still would have sent his Son to die for us because he loves us each individually. That's how much we mean to him. So anything that you would like to share in relation to this time of year and the banquet and just that would give hope to people listening. Jesus is our hope. As we celebrate Jesus and have Easter next Sunday, and then a week later we have our Greater Hope Banquet, I encourage you, it doesn't matter where you go to church, if you go to church, but if you want to come and be encouraged and hear the testimonies of people that have overcome the lies of the enemy in their lives, that have overcome brokenness, sexual sin, whatever it is you're dealing with, come to the banquet and hear those testimonies. You're welcome at Greater Hope. And once again, the Greater Hope Banquet is May 7th. You said silent auction, 530, and then the meal and everything else with the crabs would start at 630. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> And we'll have some good food. Our caterer is Hummingbird Bistro. Last year, everyone loved the food. You come for a free meal. Come on out. (laughs) It will be a blessing. And uh, maybe you don't feel today that you can walk into a banquet. I have sat down with Kathy one-on-one and have been very encouraged in my own life. And so I would say today that if you're listening and you just have questions about um, some of the things we've talked about today, maybe freedom for yourself, maybe freedom for someone you know, please feel free to reach out to Kathy or Ron. They're going to love you where you're at. You're going to leave that meeting knowing uh, that there's someone in your court, and that can change everything. When we have someone that can believe in us, understand maybe the quandary we have in life. And uh, I can guarantee you uh, that if you 
meet with Kathy or Ron, um, you'll feel loved. And so that's just a plug from my heart. Wasn't planning to do that, but just since today that there's someone that probably needs to make that phone call. And uh, also, you know, this time, Easter time and also Christmas are the most, that people are open to invitations to things like a Greater Hope Banquet or to come into church maybe if they're not regular mm-hmm. attenders. So if there's anybody, you know, in your life that needs hope, make sure to reach out to them and Absolutely. tell them about the Greater Hope Banquet or invite them to your church, wherever that might be. And uh, just don't give up on people because God hasn't given up on people. He hasn't given up on me, so I shouldn't give up on others, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kathy, anything else that you would like to share in closing that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't mentioned already? I appreciate you guys. Enjoyed being here with you today. Pastor Margaret, your service on our board. And Grayson, thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here today, Kathy. It has been a blessing in my day to have you here and to have you as a friend. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being my friend, Margaret. Thank you for joining us today, Kathy. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Kathy Kipp's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.